Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a brand new show called Wrong and Wronger. We have been working on this for several weeks, and my God, we're finally ready to launch. I am Steve Olivas. You can call me Dr. Steve. You'll get to know me over the course of the next few episodes, which <laughs> might take about a decade to put together. And that dude over there, the one that's laughing at uh, knowing that he was responsible for missing last week, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. James, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I would just like to give a shout out at the start of this episode to Jennifer, who is what? trying to become the second person to run the circuit of all of our episodes. Oh. I think there were like or a handful of like five or six other people who said they've recorded them all, but this is the first person in real time who's been updating me on how she's been going through them all. And she's also been the only person to notify me when you fail to post entire episodes. They've been getting cut off the last few minutes for the audio-only portion. So I resend them. And mind you, when I resend them, I send you exactly what I sent the first time. I don't change a single thing. (laughs) And I sent you the last batch like three weeks ago. So now, on air, while recording, Steve, I'd like to ask, did you ever post those full episodes that I sent you three weeks ago? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I did. <laughs> and see, yeah. it's terrible because it cuts off the last two or three minutes, and that's where all our good stuff is. Everybody knows that this worthless, <laughs> terrible podcast only gets good in the last two or three minutes. You're depriving people of that. Luckily, Jennifer, who again is the only person who seems to notice that this happened, uh, has the video to go back to. And the video is posted correctly because I handle that one. So you are welcome, <laughs> Jennifer and Judy P. And maybe those four or five other people who have also listened to every episode. It is a small and elite group that literally nobody other than them wants to be a part of. Now, the last I heard, Jennifer was still six episodes away. So she is on the outside looking in as far as I am concerned. <laughs> she said nobody until she finishes those six episodes. That's huh? exactly well, right. She's certainly going to be gaining ground since we skipped three weeks in a row. <laughs> Two of those weeks, you just like didn't answer me. And then one week, I was out of state. And I didn't even feel bad about it. I'm like, okay, you didn't respond to me two weeks in a row. I'm going to feel zero guilt about this. I'll tell you what, I did one worse than that even, James. I told you I would, and that just blew you off completely. <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't even remember the circumstances that happened so much now. Something like, yeah, I'll let you know when I'm free, and you just never replied again. It was just like, okay, I guess... I guess everything in Steve Olivas land is going to hell, but that's okay. Like today, we didn't even discuss what our topic was going to be. We took even less than a normal <laughs> 10 seconds of preparation, and it doesn't even matter because I am so confident that your life was absolutely full of disasters. So why don't you update us on what's been going on in your life in the last three weeks? Dude, I'll tell you what. I've got a seven-foot snake living under my house. Still? Uh, well, uh, Mrs. Steve informed me that the concrete guys are out there now, and Jake from Snake Farm's home <laughs> is about to get entombed in concrete. And she said, did you pull it out of there and throw them in the wood pile where the mice are? And I thought, oh, hell, I should have probably done that before he gets entombed in concrete. So 
I'm not sure that we're going to see much of Jake from Snake Farm anymore. Well, couldn't Jake from Snake Farm just dig out another direction? Not the way we're doing it, because... <laughs> you're just making a trap? Just, like, are, you like, are you pouring concrete directly into his hole? Sort of. The, <laughs> the main cabin is on a concrete slab, so that thing's solid as a rock. The little cabin started off as like a little horse barn, like a little pole barn, and just eventually grew into a cabin, and so it's not on a slab. So it's sort of subfloor on Mother Earth, which has been dug out by critters over the years. So the concrete guys are just pouring concrete everywhere there's a nook and a cranny to try to stabilize that cabin. And if Jake from Snake Farm is under there, there ain't no getting out. And everything will be kind of sealed up so that critters can't get down there anymore. That is the weirdest way to pour a foundation I've ever heard, which is why it makes complete sense for your snake ranch over there. <laughs> so they're just going to kind of squirt concrete wherever it'll go in and hope for the best. Well, they're putting, there's, uh, we're putting like a two-foot sidewalk around the whole house just to give a buffer between Mother Earth and wood. <laughs> and so in doing so, the concrete will seep under the house too and then kind of fill in. So really, you bought Paradise and put in a parking lot. That's what I'm hearing. You're basically, you bought this pristine Ooh, slice of nice. nature and you're just paving over the entire thing. We're trying to get a livable space on this place. And because we are not snakes, we can't just uh, live in a wood pile with mice. We need a house. I mean, have you tried eating mice? I mean, that might solve all of your problems. You would have a source of food and no more mice. You know, it's funny. Mice are a lot smaller than maybe I realized because I grew up with Tom and Jerry. I'm not <laughs> sure if the average person understands how small mice really are, but we have traps all over because we're trying to get rid of the mice we do have and they're just little buggers and they're black and furry like they they don't look like jerry from tom and jerry they're small and sinister and black i thought you killed all the mice is like step one of your war on nature why are there still mice it was there? yeah no no i'm uh, i'm speaking retroactively okay. that we we killed all of the mice and still but when i'm out mowing on the bam which stands for big ass mower <laughs> the mice are still you can see them kind of scatter in front of the mower every once in a while and they're they're little and they're black as night it's the weirdest thing so how much of your life is currently dedicated to mowing that property god dang man that property i tell you what so Having two full-time jobs, and we were just in Vermont over the weekend, except we took the dog, and Mrs. Steve is in a wheelchair, and so <laughs> everything, I'm doing everything. And then the dog, I don't know what the dog ate, but the dog ended up vomiting and having diarrhea <laughs> of everywhere. <laughs> of course it did. And uh, Mrs. Steve's in a wheelchair. She's like, well, I can't reach the floor. So guess who cleans all that up? She cleaned the dog up, though. But this happened the day we're leaving. And it's like, if this dog shits up the airplane, like, we're, I'm going to be on a list somewhere and never be able to fly ever again. So fortunately, the dog was able to hold it together, literally, and not do anything. Mrs. Steve didn't feed him or give him any water all day to make sure that nothing awful happened on the airplane. But... It continued this morning, by the way, as I got an update on the dog having diarrhea all over the back of his legs. So I don't know what's going on with the dog. It's just another stressor in the middle of my life. And I'm running back and forth to Rattlesnake Ranch, which is an hour from my office. So every round trip is two hours and about 30 bucks worth of diesel. 
And uh, it's just been an absolute chaotic disaster so far. But we're getting concrete. And next week, we're having a builder guy come, and he's going to camp at uh, on site, finish up our bathroom in the main cabin, and finish out walling in the bedroom on the small cabin. And hopefully, that will be the last step before we can begin moving in. So is that the, the handyman guy from the Rockstar? Yes. So he ha- have, has the Rockstar's crew been out there yet, or has that been delayed? Yes, they did, and were... They- <laughs> There's something <laughs> wrong the pause with the way- and the sigh. I just that's how I know we're about to start a new and productive source of discussion. So please continue. Productive, productive if you're a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so crews out there, they were going to to uh, build our shower basically because Mrs. Steve had to rip the whole thing out. Except the shower wasn't built properly the first time, which put a sort of a kink in the works here. And then finding got so Rockstar's guy gave me the number of people to call to come out there and do some more demo and do some more tiling. Anyway, those all fell through over time. And finally, Rockstar's guy texted me and said, you just want me to come out there and camp for a week and do the whole thing? Oh. And I said, yes, we'll make you a rich man. And <laughs> so he's coming out next week and going to spend, like he's literally, he's going to bring a tent and live out on the property while he works. And... Uh, the concrete is getting poured this week, and it should be ready because he needs the concrete foundation to be there to build out the small cabin. And then we're going to turn on the water, and hopefully everything will be fine. Couldn't he put a sleeping bag like inside the house? I, I know that the house has failed at every other thing, but it is a structure with four <laughs> walls and a roof. Like, Couldn't he just sleep inside no, the there? Is, the house is livable, and uh, it's it's not bad. It's... there. It, it stays cool in the summer and warm in the winter, it seems. Like, so far, every cold morning we've been out there, it's been kind of warm in the house. Like, whoever built it built the main house correctly. It's just that uh, when the earth reclaimed the thing, the bathroom went haywire because there was a water leak. But, yeah, he could live in there, but I'm not sure he wants to. He's kind of a rugged northeastern guy, and I, I don't know. I like well, the guy. Perhaps. But- Perhaps he has heard about the origins of Lube Cabin and has just decided he'd rather not. <laughs> I've been thinking there's got to be some way to memorialize this Lube Cabin. What I think we're definitely going to do, and uh, I'll only allude to this in kind of a sidestep kind of way, but we found something under the deck when I ripped the deck up, and I believe that is going to be entombed in concrete when we pour concrete for the deck, so it will kind of be there forever as a reminder of the original owner of this cab. Now, we have talked about so many other horrible things that you found there that if you don't specify what that one is, people's imaginations are just going to run wild. Because we already found all the wigs and the gallons and gallons of lube always within arm's reach, and the BDSM gear and all of that, and now there was something under the other under the porch worse than a snake that you can't say what it was. Is that is that what you're going to leave our listeners with? Now I, I like that you're feigning ignorance, but I immediately texted you a picture of it because I thought you would be entertained by this, and you were. You didn't you disappoint. You did. With your and I'm just I'm just curious why you you <laughs> think our listeners can't handle this one thing. I'm actually scrolling back through now to see if I can find the picture of it. Uh, I, won't, I won't hold it up to the screen, but I'm just trying to remind myself of what it... Yeah, I... Well, actually, you know what? I'm not... Po- that could be one of two things. My mind went to two places, and maybe I went to the wrong one. Maybe that's it. 
Wait, what was the wrong one in your mind? I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at it now, and I... No, it's... Okay, I, okay two I thought, things. I, I thought, okay, first I thought it was either some sort of crack pipe or bong. That was my first guess. But looking oh. at it again, no, it is meant to be used in a different way. But you can see at a glance, it's dirty. It could be something like that. It, uh, I can see how you would think that. And you would, you're not alone. There were a couple people on Twitter, the innocent ones. <laughs> which, uh, the fact that you didn't immediately identify it says a lot about your character, James. I thought it was a crack pipe. I don't know what this says about my character. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me put this into a bigger context. Did I send you the picture of the thing meant for a horse? No, what 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 was so, that for a horse? <laughs> Holy cow! I'm not even I'm not even getting the worst of the dirty pictures. I'm getting the sanitized ones. What the heck? I thought I sent you that picture too. If I did send you the picture, it was before I knew what it was. But uh, a farmer friend of mine confirmed what it was. It is a um, it is a. I, I, there's no, I, I'm not sure how to put this in a delicate way. It was a semen extractor for a horse. Okay, so I, I have questions. One, yeah. did this guy have horses? Please tell me. Yes. Yeah, okay, okay he, did, he did have horses. There were horses there. Yes. Okay, do you think it was actually used for the horses? I mean, was this like a horse breeding operation? Or did this go with all the BDSM and the lube and all the other stuff? It's hard to say, but uh, horses are impressive, if you know what I'm saying, James. So I don't think this particular rubber sleeve would have much utility for a human male. Well, maybe not for some of them, but... I just imagine the size of it. Like you got to stick your whole arm in there. Oh, yeah, horses. You are a unicorn. That is yeah. true. But yeah, the, the horses—they are—they are large and intimidating. So this, but like the whole, <laughs> the sleeve for it was left, or like the whole equipment, like the whole. Yeah, it's a sleeve with like a it. Uh, you know how shoes have a pump in the tongue that snugs down the shoe around your foot. Mm-hmm. Oh. So this has a. <laughs> The sound of disgust you made <sighs> provided all the entertainment I needed because I know what I was about to but, say has landed. So the, your your property, though, doesn't have barns or anything. So did the horses stay in the house, or where were these horses? Well, that's why when you asked, was this part of the BDSM Lou branch, I, I don't have an answer for you because... The uh, the small cabin, I think, started as a pole barn for horses. And there's a, a few clues that say horses used to be here. And you can kind of tell where the original walls were. However, that cabin has been a cabin for a long time. Like, townsfolk have stories about that little cabin. So it's been years since that guy has had horses. And this thing was in the part of the cabin that was still active. So I don't know what was going on with it. So the more you talk, the more fun and disturbing nuggets keep propping, popping up. There are branches for conversations. <laughs> I, I sent you that picture. So any, well, I mean that I'm, I'm more than happy to end that branch of the conversation now. We, okay. can, we can be done with that. But now I want to know what the townsfolk are saying about the mysterious second cabin that used to be a horse barn. The townsfolk have a lot of stories about the former resident, like. Uh, 
the the sheriff has stopped by a couple of times a and couple uh, times chatted now. with us. Yeah, he, he rolled up on me while I was dealing with Jake from Snake Farm, which is an interesting <laughs> conversation. Did he? Because the sheriff walked. Did he offer to shoot it for you? No. What, that, what no. does he even have a gun for? Come on. I, and he had a dog. Like he's the K nine unit. I almost said the chaos unit. He's a K nine <laughs> unit for the county, so his dog was with him. And he's a big dude, like uh, not fat, like he's big and mm -hmm. strong, has big hands. And so we're talking and I said, yeah, I'm dealing with a snake. And he said, well, let's go take a look at it. And <laughs> Jake was kind of there and he looked at it, at Jake and he said, oh yeah, that's a good one. You got to leave him around. And I was like, yeah, but I, I'd like him to get away from the house. And the sheriff was like, well, you can just pick him up by the tail and take him over. He won't bite you. And then he walked away. <laughs> like, wait, wait. Now that was the extent of the conversation. So, well, he did this. Was his dog dog nonchalantly sniffing around your cabin? Like, was <laughs> <laughs> the dog remained in the vehicle? I think the dog is there in case things go sideways, and then he like releases the kraken, and the dog comes out and starts throwing some you people know, around. You're actually not wrong on this. They do have a button on their belt or somewhere. They they push it, and the window pops down, and the dog shoots oh. out like a furry man-killing missile. Like you do not want him to push that button because when he pushes that button, it is go time. <laughs> I can imagine that's a forty mile an hour cruise missile coming at you. Yeah, I would. I would not want that. That would. That would not be a fun time. Much like everything else on the ranch. So uh, I guess that's pretty much par for the course. Um, is you there... know what's funny is people will tweet and on Facebook send messages about how awful how you got to sell the house. How I can't believe you're doing it. And it's like I. I sort of like it. We're having fun. It's an adventure. You can't have property if you don't deal with critters. Like in addition to Jake, who I've actually grown quite fond of. And I do feel bad that I didn't pull him out of there before the concrete. I'm hoping one of his guys sees Jake and pulls him out of there without killing him. Anyway, the uh, we like there's deer all over. We put salt licks up on what I call the bald spot. I saw a buck for the first time this morning. Like we haven't seen a male, and I finally saw a buck. There's uh, I don't know. It's just uh, I'll watch hawks circle and then dive down and pull some poor unsuspecting furry something or other out of the weeds like. It's kind of cool being out there, and it's peaceful, and it just it makes you go into a whole different mindset. I love it. Okay, so you, you make it sound like this is something that everybody goes through when they buy land, and that is simply not the case. Most land purchases don't come with a lube cabin full of BDMS gear <laughs> with weird sex toys below the, the, the floorboards and, and horse semen extractors and rattlesnakes. I mean, the, the list of, of abnormalities here goes on and on and on. You are you are not starting with a clean slate. You are starting with a history, uh, but I guess I guess that's good now that you've overcome this. And I keep thinking things just can't they can't be worse. You've already seen the height of adversity, and then other things happen. I mean, at this point, have you considered that maybe it would have been easier if you had burned down the cabins and started over? The sheriff actually said that. Really? He said, uh, man, if uh, only you wouldn't have had that thing, you could have just bought the property and built the house. And I was like. I, I wouldn't have built that, which I, I like that. Like, I like the cabin. It just needed work. But it's a cool cabin. It's a cool space. It looks cool. It's really well built. And so I, I'm glad that it was there. 
I just remember you were so, 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 so anxious to close on this house to finally get out there. And then you got the house, and, like, it's a year and a half later, and you're still not living I know. in it. It's, I know. People always talk about, you talked about the nightmare of redoing your upstairs. Like, and the problem with a nightmare is you don't really recognize it until afterwards because we're in the middle of it, and it's like we got to keep moving forward. There's no time to sit back and look at the whole landscape. So in the aftermath, we'll talk about what a nightmare this was. But right now, there's just too many moving parts to slow down. But you are still living in a garage, correct? Yes. Okay, just want to make sure of that, just so we know your know your status. At what point will you <laughs> no longer be living in a garage and actually be living in your house? Uh, Mrs. Steve asked that yesterday in a very serious way, which indicated uh, Dr. Steve's got to get his stuff together and <laughs> sew this up. But I said by Thanksgiving, we'll be in that house. We'll also have the garage on property built. The uh, garage builder texted me this morning, said we'll be out there first to next week, put the garage up. Concrete guy is already on my property. And as soon as the garage is up, he'll, this is backwards, I know, but we've talked about it. Then he'll lay the concrete in there and then the garage door guy will come. And at the very least, we will have a storage building on our property. Is the storage building going to be your temporary house? I don't think so, as long as <laughs> Rockstar's guy makes it out there. Once we get the shower done, we just got to get the bathroom done. And uh, Mrs. Steve wants the baseboards up to keep mice out. <laughs> Go figure. But uh, that'll take just one afternoon with a nail gun. Chung, 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 chung. But that's all that's left. The bathroom is the only thing that we can't do ourselves. We just don't know how to do it. So builder guy has to come in and fix that. And once it's fixed, we're good to go. Do you have internet or cell reception out there? Cell reception is very strong because uh, there's a uh, there's a, a famous landmark near us that has all of the uh, infrastructure in place. Even though we're very remote, there's a lot of infrastructure. So we have city water, we have electricity, we have uh, internet. The Well, there is a story with the internet that uh, is going to have to wait for another day because oh. we're running low on time. The internet company has to run about a half mile of fiber to get to our cabin because of the way our driveway goes. So instead of saying, we'll just lay a half mile next to your driveway, they staked out a path through the woods and the guy said, you've got to clean out, you've got to clear a path through the woods so we can get our trencher through here. And I'm like, what? Are you insane? I, Paul Bunyan couldn't do that. So I'm going to ask him to trench through our driveway and then around our driveway. He's got to get past our gate. And in order to do that, we got to either go through the woods or just trench right down the middle of our blacktop. So we're going to have him trench the middle of the blacktop and then call a blacktop guy to come fix it. But that takes time. We will have fiber optic internet. For the time being, we'll just use our cell phones as hotspots. Wait, 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 wait. So rather than... Why, why would you not just go through the dirt beside the driveway? Why would you literally go through the driveway? There is one spot where that's impossible to do. So because of the way our gate is set up, it's either, it, which is why he wanted to go through the woods. Like he didn't want to mess with the gate or the driveway. And we're just going to have him trench the asphalt. And then when he gets to a certain point, he can sort of switch to the dirt next to the driveway and sort of follow the driveway around. 
Gotcha. So this is going to be a whole new undertaking. I, I can't wait to see you out there with a jackhammer. Just, just go. You know, I, I assume that you will end up taking this project on almost entirely yourself, as uh, as various <laughs> contractors fail you. So please, please rent the biggest equipment you can and ignore all safety instructions. And also, if you can, take a video because I know we will all be waiting, uh, even if. Uh, most people won't hear the full audio version because you will fail to post the last five <laughs> minutes yet again. And if uh, just to close the anecdote from under the deck, I think James has already uh, sort of haphazardly mentioned it. It was a rather prodigious sex toy that was under the deck. And it was in a spot that it could not have accidentally rolled. Like, it, I, there's got to be a story that I have no idea what it is. I didn't think about that. Well, I mean, like, maybe they were using it, like, in the middle of porch building. I mean, porch building's a pretty erotic experience, and they just left it where it lay. <laughs> you know, many a time I've been laying some deck and thinking <laughs> to myself, all right, we're going to get out on that note. And this is where people are glad they can't hear the last three minutes of this episode. <laughs> All right, let me walk us out of here before the oligarchs at YouTube kick us off. Until next week, where we find out where James vacationed this past week, and frankly, anything about James's life, which I don't think we've heard about for the last several months. This is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James, the always inquisitive and mildly sadistic Breakwell, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening. Thank you to Jennifer for almost watching every episode. And until we meet again, remember, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>